I'm Sally Kirkman from sallykirkman.com and I'm here with Christina Rodenbeck from the Oxford Astrologer, oxfordastrologer.com and we're here to you with you again for another month to talk about what's happening in the astrology and we're moving into the last sign, Pisces season. How are you doing, Christina? How's things with you? Uh, pretty good, I think. That, uh, well, yeah, no, it's been an interesting month, though, hasn't it, that we've just come through. I'm excited because my birthday is coming up, which I always like. I'm Pisces um, uh, with many planets in Pisces. So that's exciting. Um, but what a month we've just had. I mean, that full moon in, um, that Leo full moon was intense because it, it made the square to Uranus. That was the day of the, that was the, um, earthquake in Turkey. Yeah. Um, which was remarkable kind of straightforward astrology, wasn't it? It's like, oh, full moon squaring Uranus, uh, the disruptor and bang, there's this massive earthquake. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and actually I noticed with clients and myself that that day, those, that full moon also was quite earthquakey, you know, in one's own life. Yeah. A lot of people seem to have arguments or surprising things happened or, you know, it was qu- quite interesting and it's still rumbling on now. Yeah, it is. And yeah, an incredible disaster. I mean, just horrific loss of life. Yeah. Throughout that's brought everybody in in the world to kind of support it um as best we can but but yeah i mean i i I also i kind of the other thing the theme for me on on you know personal level and with friends and clients feeling kind of cut off disconnected in some way with that uranus as well or feeling um displaced which i suppose is another theme of the you know that earthquake as well but feeling that uranus theme not quite connected somehow or you know there's it was an interesting timing for me because I you know I traveled I'm talking to you from Greece now where I'm staying for a while and I traveled on the third when Jupiter was on my ascendant so I was here yeah full moon weekend and it did take a while to settle like where am I (laughs) Sally Kirkman coming to you from Athens Greece this time yeah Um, yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a really point very well made, which that there was this sense of disconnection and a lot of, especially my kind of people with like Leo in their chart um, mm-hmm. seemed to kind of just, it's like they were floating almost. They couldn't get grounded and mm-hmm. buzzing and having very extraordinary synchronicities and psychic, you know, some psychic experiences or just not a, a kind of other in another world almost. Um, and that is very Uranian, isn't it? That disconnect, that disconnectedness and the need to reconnect is actually really important. Um, because it's in, you know, it's in Taurus, it's in that earth sign, which is so, you know, it's double, it's, it's fixed earth. And when that gets disconnected, well, you get an earthquake, don't you? These shifting things. And also this theme of displacement. So, you know, there's placement, isn't there, which is actually having your feet on the ground and then displacement, this sense of not being in that. Yeah, I was on a um, on a weekend uh, uh, sort of ca- looking at the Kabbalah or an experiential Kabbalistic weekend. And um, it's to do with some shamanic work I've been doing. And uh, I 
had almost I did the um some meditations connected to the Kabbalah, which are, you know, traditional ish ways of um you know, you use the word the 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 words of the tree of life. Um I did the tree of life exercise, it's called. And I almost had I, my head sort of exploded in a completely Uranian way. I had one of those sort of almost out of body experiences I had, and I, it was quite work for me to get myself back in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got quite worried. I mean, I was very glad that I was actually with a bunch of people yeah. Um, yeah. Who, who knew what they were doing. I wouldn't want that to have been me on my own, you know, yeah. which is also quite Uranian. It's better when better with people better with a group well on. yeah and it's it's the yeah because it's co-rule of aquarius isn't it so you know we we need to have that connection as well to other people to yeah. the group, and, and then also with the uranus in taurus at the moment to to have our feet on the ground to keep our feet on the ground to keep you know deal with what's real in a way and i always think with for me there's you know when you're looking at the tarot cards that is the tower isn't yeah. it it's that it's such a kind of harsh depiction of things falling apart but you need that you need that kind of groundedness that rootedness at the same time to deal with it when things fall apart well and that's the thing the thing that gets cut away isn't it you're, if you're cut away from the roots yeah. and all those people in turkey and syria cut away from their roots suddenly yeah. um i don't know if you saw my facebook thing but my neighbors are from that part of turkey that is their hometown where the center was Yes. And, you know, I was away on this weekend, but David came out of our house and he ran into our neighbor who was like crying and they hadn't, they had no contact suddenly with their family. They couldn't phone them. They didn't yeah. know where they were. And then when they did find them, they were in the car, they'd gotten into the car and they'd spent the night in the car, but it was snowing mm-hmm. um, and really cold. And all the, the roads had buckled coming out of their town. So they couldn't go anywhere initially. So that's an incredible image of this sort of dislocating earthquake um, of that dislocating energy that we had then. Uh, luckily, everybody is in their family is safe, um, but they've all, you know, gone, had to disperse through the rest of Turkey. You know, they're not, they can't stay there. Um, and their extended family, many, many people are missing, dead. Mm-hmm. You know, so they've just been dislocated from the earth entirely, gone. Mm. A very strange ending to this ending month, February, you know, is it? Um, and of course, we're talking about something really sad, which mm. is this earthquake. Mm. But there were, uh, it was okay endings as well. I mean, you went to Greece, didn't you? And that was actually wonderful. And it's turning out well, isn't it? Really well. I mean, that, you know, I chose it. There's in astrocartography when you drop the map of your astrology in in the local space um, astrocartography Jupiter runs through Greece and Athens in my charts so, you know it's going to, and and to fly on the day when Jupiter was on my ascendant it's like yeah this is the right time to do this and it has been wonderful so far I mean just I've dived deep into life in Athens and and had some lovely synchronicities taking place and you know, meeting people who really, I can see Athens through their eyes. So it's, yeah, I'm having a fantastic time. It has worked out really well. Yeah. Loving it. And my Kabbalah thing was great too. And I'm still, it's still kind of ricochet, you know, rippling Rippling. for me. It's rippling. It's rippling. I'm still processing it. In other words, 
Um, I don't think I'm going to become a Kabbalist, but it was very kind of a, an interesting new avenue opened up. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was so we were. It was led by someone called Ian Reese, who's just written a book on the Tree of Life. Oh. Hmm. Um, Fascinating yeah. stuff. So here we are moving into Pisces season. Um, I mean, one of the things I I have to say that, you know, when you think about, okay, what's coming up now, and it's, you know, being here in a city, we've got this carnival celebrations about to take place because it's, you know, the carnival time. And I always think it's really interesting that we go into kind of carnival season and then Lent. Yeah. At some point when the sun moves into Pisces, because it's, it just sort of fits so well for me. Mm-hmm. Carnival actually means without meat, and we're going into this period where, you know, it's about fasting, it's about sacrificing something, it's about giving something up, um, and it's about prayer, and it's actually about giving to others as well. So it's you know it's such a Pisces kind of feel to Lent. I always think, yeah, and it's the ending, isn't it? And then it ends with this with the Passion. Um, you know, which actually that's usually an airy season, isn't it? The passion. Yes. Well, it's it's a long, I mean, Lent's it's six weeks, isn't it? So yeah, you get the passion in Aries, you get the rebirth renewal in Aries, don't you? So Pisces is this ending sign, isn't it? I mean, it's the last sign of the zodiac where the end, the final end of the cycle of the year. Mm. Um, and as you say, it's about sacrifice giving something up, and also it's otherworldly, you know, it's it's Pisces is a sign where you're you connect to um the numinous yeah. uh or which quite a lot of some Pisces are more in that realm than they are in the real world you know you collect connect to that land of mm. dreams and archetype mm. and it's you've gone all the way around the circle whereas Aries is very much about the ego isn't it I am me 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 and you've gone all the way around the circle and then to get to the last sign is You've gone beyond the individual in a way. You've gone, you know, somewhere, um, somewhere otherly, um, and you sort of dive into that space before being reborn or maybe drifting off into the universe. I don't know. <laughs> and I would say that the, this is sort of slightly leaping ahead in, the, in our podcast, but looking at the month ahead, this Piscean month is hugely about beginnings and endings this year, even more than usual. I yeah. Would. Um, but do we want to talk about Pisces? We've talked about Pisces. Do any because we occasionally touch on Pisceans or people in the news who have to have that sign. And I'm afraid Erdogan, the president of Turkey, is a is a Pisces. Really? Yeah. Which I don't really know what to say to that. But there you go. He is a Pisces. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also is that that's sacrifice and suffering, isn't it? You know? Yeah, sacrifice and suffering, and also, but he's not the, um, you know, he's not my favorite or anyone's favorite despot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he also has used religion as a weapon, which is interesting. I see. Yeah. That is interesting. That is interesting. Well, on a completely alternative note, the only one I could think of and who's just been in the news is Rihanna, because oh. she just had the half time at the Super Bowl. Lovely um, Rihanna. Yeah, and and revealed her second pregnancy during during halftime at the Super Bowl. So I did think, oh bless, here's Pisces. You know, it's Pisces season. Here she is I taking center stage. 
Does she have Venus in Aries, I want to say, and Aries rising? Because she is quite an interesting mixture of water and fire, isn't she? I have a feeling, I'm not complete, but I think she's one of the one of the ones with Venus in Aries. Yeah. Which is real, you know, it's that strong woman, isn't it? It's kind of girl power, I always think, Venus in Aries. Yeah, um, I love Venus in Aries. But it gives her that fire and that, you know, she's uh, is um someone who just is she's got a lot of power, hasn't she? Um, and yeah. she, I, I don't want to say she's a survivor because that makes her sound victim me because I don't think she is at all, but she's someone who has, you know, cut through the nonsense of the music industry and created her own thing, which mm. I think is very Venus and Aries, but also, you know, Piscean Pisces can have a kind of relentlessness about them, you know, that they will, um, carry on you know they will overcome they will carry on they will keep on going Mm -hmm. um when people think you know people think oh you know poor little weak pisces uh and that can just be a card that pisces play um linda goodman put it in a very good way in her great sun signs book Mm -hmm. which still has value even though it's so 1972 um (laughs) But she calls, you know, there's a whale type of Pisces as well as the minnow type of Pisces. And I would suggest that Rihanna is a whale type of Pisces. She is a, a big person in the world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes it. I don't think of Pisces as, I mean, there is a, you know, there's a victim complex maybe, but I don't think of Pisces as poor and weak at all. No. I, yeah. I find them really mystical, magical, fantastic. Mm. And and swimming in that vast ocean, you know, the vast ocean. Mm. I like that idea of the whale. I mean, that's that's a lovely image, isn't it? Yeah, I think a lot of Pisces are more whale than minnow. Mm. Um, yeah, the the problem for Pisces, and if you want us to talk more about this, we have got some um, individual podcasts that we've done on each sign. Um, so there's a Pisces one which we'll put up, I think, and or and it's on YouTube as well. Yeah. Um, the problem for Pisces is the dissolution thing, you know, the dissolving. Mm-hmm. And if you manage to have the boundaries and you don't dissolve, then you can be a whale. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, again, is very interesting considering what's happening this month coming up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> shall we dive into speaking of Pisces and etc. Shall we dive into the month ahead? So let's dive in. Should we look at the new moon first, do you think, before going on to the big news of the month ahead? Yeah, I think we should. Well, it's it's all bound up, isn't it? We can't do one without the other, so to speak. Um, uh, So I will get the new moon chart up for us while we're talking. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's it's, again, we've got these, um, because actually there's going to be two new moons in Aries. They're coming really to the beginning of the star sign and they sort of, they move backwards each month in, in degree. Um, so the one on February the 20th, you know, the sun moves into Pisces on the 18th and then there's a new moon at one degree Pisces. So we're getting them right, right at the beginning of the star signs, the new moons at this time of year. Um, so again, there's this theme of sort of, that feels like a really new beginning when you get a new moon <laughs> at one degree of the star sign. It's like something new opening up. But then we see that the new moon is also sitting next to Saturn in Aquarius, getting ready to leave Aquarius, the planet of endings. So there's this real interesting 
kind of dichotomy or contrast going on at the moment, I think, with what what is ending and what's beginning. Does the beginning come first before the ending? I don't know. <laughs> In the beginning was the ending. In the ending was the beginning. I mean, and I would say that actually you have to consider that is the dark of the moon, right? So moon dark, the dark of the moon is that new moon. And then the newness comes just like the day after, really. And mm. interestingly enough with this, so this new moon is the dark of the moon. It comes from that, it, it, the moon, is essentially, if you're thinking about the movement of the moon, the moon makes the conjunction to Saturn and then makes the conjunction to the sun. So the moon is connecting the Saturn in Aquarius at the in the final stages of Aquarius with the sun in the first stages of Pisces. So that's definitely about finishing off those. And this applies for all everybody, sun science. We're still in this phase of finishing off those things that are connected to Saturn's transit through Aquarius, uh, whatever that meant for you personally and for us as a collective as well. It's finishing that off and maybe making some, having some emotional closure about it, it seems to me, because of course it's the moon. So it's about your emotions. And really having the closure and then letting it flood out and go, because you know, moon in Pisces is 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 a an emotional connection to the to God or the goddess or the numinous. Um, so it's a really um powerful sense of this this the momentum of these endings that are happening, this sort of a rippling endings. Yeah. Um so for and for each sign that's going to be slightly different. Mm. where it falls in your chart so scorpio is a really interesting example i think with the for scorpio that new moon the the sun the um saturn is on your ic it's to do with your home or where you've been living or your family Mm. and then you have so you have the moon touch that and then it touches the sun the next day or the following day or actually not the following day following two a few hours later so you have those two winding together. So what's the beginning? What's the ending? Mm. And also just to say that that the Sun-Saturn conjunction, um, you know, falls on, it's the 16th of mm. February. So there's also a sense that it could be something very real that comes to an end. I think it's going to be very real stuff for a lot of people. I actually think, I mean, this is this, if you think about what, you know, what if, what's process have you been through over the last couple of years? And for a lot of people, this is a COVID process or something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, this is the end of those, those restrictions, I think. And we may have, you know, that's the end, the end of that time. Um, and I think actually for some people, there's been a sort of tightness about the Saturn in Aquarius that's about to get released. Yeah. And part of that is an emotional release. And maybe for some people, it'll be about grieving. I think being able to actually grieve properly now, a couple of years on. Yeah. Um, but also, there's a feeling maybe it may be about feeling more joyful. Yeah, um, could be. But I, I kind of feel like you know, this letting letting the tears flow, letting the emotion out is going to be a cathartic. It's going to be really cathartic, and it's good to. You know, if you, if you want to, if you're someone who can't cry, then I don't know, watch watch something sad and allow yourself to to express and feel it feels like that's a powerful thing to be doing to be using this new moon to to kind of express that emotion to release what's been pent up held back 
Yeah, um, and it may have been stuff that's been pent up for years, for several years. Not so. This is a really special new moon. Uh, letting your tears fall on the earth, mm. water the earth. Mm. I mean, for you know, straight away for Leah, this could be about the end of a relationship with Saturn in Aquarius. Your mm. relationship sector, something you know, either coming to an end now or something, a sense of loss about a relationship that that's come to an end. I mean, very clear kind of. Um, for Leo with that, with that combination. Yeah. And interestingly, I mean, we're talking about the fixed signs because what's interesting is that this new moon is, it's an immutable sign, but the moon travels from this fixed sign into the mutable. So it's going from this sort of very, um, uh, from a rigid place to a flowing place from, um, and it's also, so, in astrology, you know, the, the fixed signs are like mid-season, aren't they? So mm-hmm. um, we're coming out of Aquarius season, which is sort of midwinter here in the north. And we're fl- going into the mutable sign of Pisces, which brings us from winter into spring. Yeah. Um, so the actual sort of beginning of spring is Aries, you know, that um, that equinox um at Aries at the 21 you know at the beginning of Aries but Pisces is the flow away from from winter so it's like the ice is the ice melts with mm. Pisces and mm. the waters begin to flow and that's really powerfully stated again with this this lunation and this so that happens on the 20th of February so that's this end of February and it will flow right into March won't it mm. um, and obviously for Pisces this is a big um release I think um, but it's going to be interesting to see when Saturn moves into Pisces. We'll talk about that in a minute. Mm. Yeah, I know. I think it was. It's going to be fascinating for Pisces. Yeah, it's but going to be but, very personal. It very feels personal. Like it's going to be very personal. Um, and also, you know, I'm just thinking as well what maybe need to be dammed up as well, or you know, there's because Pisces isn't emotional water sign. So with having Saturn there in Aquarius, maybe it's something that needs to be held in place or, you know, something that else that kind of grounds you in a way. Could what's be quite an inner experience. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say what's because so we've talked about this process like the, the last two years, you know, what's coming to an end with mm. Saturn moving on. But also it's what structures have you put in place that you want to keep? Yeah you know, um, that, that are actually functioning well and you don't want them to be washed away, right? Mm. I think that's quite important to think about too. It's interesting, back to the fixed signs, that for uh, Taurus, this is right on the midheaven, yep. uh, what's going on. You know, it's to do with your status, your career, the direction you're going in life, your marriage, you know, your if you have a very public marriage, your public relationships. Mm. You know, this, it may be time to end a career for Taurus or go in a completely different direction. But it may also be for Taurus that they've done, you know, they've really harvested something, they've established themselves in some way. And now that they've done that, they can start to move on somewhat with from that more established place. Yeah. And maybe also it's, you know, not feeling that they have to do it all on their own. Yeah. That there's, you know, finding emotional support, getting connection around you, moving you know, you move from the peak of the chart, don't you, then into sort of that that group social sector. So maybe it's recognizing that something's been established and now it's to take it out into the world or to get more emotional support and connection on board. 
Also, yeah. I wonder, like for Gemini and Sagittarius, I mean, this could be, um, you know, the end of a period of study, quite hard study, something that's, you know, but you've been learning and head down um, and that's coming to completion now or, you know, there's going to be a new phase. You're moving into a new phase with it, um, particularly probably for for Gemini, maybe taking that out into the world, taking it out to actually use what's been learned to to put that knowledge to good use out in the world. Yeah, it's like you get your exam results, you know, isn't it, for Gemini? Mm. Um, which may, you know, obviously a lot of people won't be getting those until this summer. But this is the point where you're where you are completing, you're realizing that you've you've actually completed the thing. And now maybe you're gonna just go revise for the next three months. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You can mm-hmm. see that happening for Gemini. And actually it's gonna be the harvest. Put the work in and you're gonna do really well. Um yes, I send you know, it's a this is talking about the sort of mutable signs, isn't it? And for for Virgo also, it's like there's some work that you may be completing. <clears throat> mm. And then you move on and you're able to be, it's kind of more fun uh, with this new moon because it's focused on relationships, right? Yeah, I mean, that looks like it could easily be a new relationship, mm. whatever that means, whether it's romantic or, you know, I often think when you've got a new moon in the opposite um star sign it's someone new coming into your life so it can be it can be a teacher it can be a coach it can be someone who inspires you as well it doesn't have to be about romance and love but it's it's definitely for Virgo looking out for that new person coming in um and on that same day Venus is actually moving out of Pisces which I think is also interesting and so, isn't it? I mean, it's right. Look, 29 Pisces, 57. It's just kind of hanging on in there in Pisces, ready to leap into Aries. It's really on the verge of leaving one sign and entering another. And it's also at that point, it makes this sextile to Pluto, which is also interesting. You know, so that feels like, again, a bit of a, you know, it's a farewell. Uh, and now I'm going to move, you know, and Venus, which obviously rules both Libra and um, Taurus is now, you know, starting off on her new, on the next, on her new year in a way, you know, she's getting into Aries um, Mm. and setting off on a new adventure. Yeah. And what an adventure because she's going along with Jupiter for the ride. (laughs) What day do they make the conjunction? What day is that Venus Jupiter conjunction? It's March the 2nd. There's a Venus Jupiter conjunction. In Aries. So the two best planets coming together is always, you know, that's it's it's got luck and good fortune kind of pouring out of it. So great news for Aries. You know, that that really is a day to embrace kind of pleasure, passion, adventure. Um, it's it's kind of take a leap of faith stuff in Aries, definitely. So, and yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's lovely. And also so so Venus is like shaking the water off her feet, isn't she? And she's jumping into that fire sign. I think it's great for Sagittarius as well. Yeah. Conjunction is fantastically kind of risk-taking, which, of course, Sagittarians love to hear. Take the risk, Sag. Do it. Just do it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. do it. It really is. And, um, you know, for the the other fight, for for Leo, I mean, it's more about expanding again, isn't it? It's about the mind expansion. Um, Yeah, or travel. Travel, yeah. It's like dust off your boots, isn't it, Leo? And 
get your backpack out and go. Yeah, or go and visit that sort of, you know, that lover on the other side of the the world as well with Venus involved. Mm-hmm. It could be traveling a long way for love with yeah. a Venus Jupiter conjunction um, for for Leo, definitely. So yeah, I mean, great for all the fire signs actually. Um, really actually, very good for Pisces because if you're born, if it happens around your birthday, um, just as a general astrological point as well, if this kind of thing happens around your birthday, it does influence the rest of the year. You know, yeah. so your solar return is going to have for a lot of Pisces. There will be a Venus Jupiter will be in your sign mm-hmm. for that solar return, which influences the year and makes it an expansive year. Depending on where it falls in your chart, of course. It could be good, good for money, actually. Yeah, I mean, it falls in Pisces' money sector. That's, you know, that that could be really good. Good Trust day for investment, you know, mm-hmm. good day for investment and a good day for for attracting money in as well. You know, yeah. there's attracting money to you or attracting bun- abundance in with that Venus-Jupiter. No, it's it's always, I mean, it's a lovely one when the best two planets come together. What about Librans for that? That's, yeah. that's great for love, isn't it? I mean, that's that's just really passionate. New beginnings, kind of, yeah, saying yes, saying I do even, you know, it's it can be that powerful. When you and I would it. also say just that Jupiter-Venus conjunction, it only, it's only going to happen once this year, right? So that's bam. Yeah. Um, and for so for cancerians also super important right because it's right on your um midheaven it's to you know again this is it's a lucky conjunction of stuff so you know this is the new job the you know if you're going to send your stuff out or if you're doing a broadcast or if you're um you know put yourself in for a prize or expand your business you know there's something very expansive for this for cancerians and it's really lucky i mean the the cancers you know you have got jupiter on your midheaven going across that midheaven until mid-may which is great anyway uh especially like for marriage if you were going to get married get married on that day um but especially with this venus conjunction um and when we say the second of march you know give that quite a wide um margin on either side you know, so they'll be in some kind of conjunction. Yeah, it's most powerful, isn't it, on the second though? And also I like it. I mean, for Capricorn, it's down at the base of Capricorn's yeah. chart. So, you know, that's about expanding home, expanding family, where you live. Uh, it might be the day you find your dream home, or you know, you suddenly decide to move abroad. Um, or you yes, someone from abroad comes to visit, but it's in those areas where it's expansive. So for all the star signs, look where it falls and where there's this kind of good fortune, luck. Um, and a time you say yes when Jupiter is active. It's a time to say yes. There is a caveat to this. Oh, is there? Okay. There's always a caveat, isn't there? <laughs> Which is, of course, you know, there's a dark side to every planet and a light side. But I just want to point out that, that the conjunction of Jupiter and Chiron, which is involved with this, I'm just trying to see when it actually happens it's the 12th of march um but venus is weaving together jupiter and chiron you know she'll she'll make the conjunction with jupiter and then go on to see chiron and chiron can be great okay it's mentors and all of that kind of thing but it can also be the wound and jupiter can be expanding it 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it may be something happens around that for Aries in particular, or for if you've got stuff in Aries around there. Uh, but the Venus may be kind of healing that through love, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So that's interesting to, to keep in mind, you know, that there's always this sort of, um, we all, Sally, you and I like to emphasize the positive, right? We do. Uh, in general. Accentuate the positive, but you know, there's always there's always a dark side to every planet, and the dark side of Jupiter is like exaggeration, right? Too much something. Yeah, and so you know, there's. I suppose the advice to Aries would be: don't go bungee jumping on that day. You know, absolutely. (laughs) It's kind of because Aries also rules the head, so don't take a big physical, you know, risk. Really, it's it's when we're talking about leap of faith, it's more about your kind of confidence or, you know, putting yourself forward. But it's not it's not a good time to be doing like a big physical risk, I would say, um, with that. Yeah, good pickup. Mm. So should we have a look? Should we move on to the full moon, do you think? Because, well. Well, the full moon is it's not just the full moon, is it? It's the other huge, huge thing this month. Yeah. Um, which is, of course, Saturn's move into Pisces. Yeah. So I, I'd quite like to just sort of talk generally about Saturn's move into Pisces before we talk about the full moon itself. I mean, what, what's your feeling about that? And uh, well, the parameters are that Saturn will move into Pisces on the 7th of March and it'll stay there for two years. When does it leave? Do we have that date? It's going to be 2025. It, it tends to spend two years I don't know the exact date off the top of my head but it spends about two years in each star sign so you know it's it's straight away it's interesting because the last four years um since 2018 I think it is the end of 2018 Saturn's been in its two signs of rulership Capricorn and Aquarius where it's comfortable because it can you know Saturn's about rules and regulations it's about order and systems and it's it's in its right place um, but move Saturn into Pisces. And my goodness, you've got these opposite energies taking place, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, Saturn is, in Pisces is a very strange position, actually, yeah. um, because it, well, it's going from a place of boundaries, Aquarius. Yeah. Is, it's the fixed air sign. So Aquarius can be incredibly, actually quite rigid. Mm-hmm. And Saturn in Aquarius has made made that even more rigid so we've had all of these rules and i'm interested also that we have with saturn in aquarius still we've had all of these ufos and things being shot down over the united states you know mm. what's that about that's because it's an air sign right aquarius is an air sign so we've got the end game of saturn and aquarius suddenly that these strange um uh strange stuff happening over airspace yeah. um where was I going with that? But then it goes, we go from this rigid place of like, you're not going in my airspace, right? Mm-hmm. This is my airspace of Saturn mm-hmm. and Aquarius. Then suddenly Saturn goes into Pisces where there's no boundaries at all. This is the sign of no boundaries, nothing. Yeah. So um, in, a, in a way, it's kind of like who's, you know, how are we going to see this play out? Because it's, you know, there's a theme of making the unreal Pisces real Saturn. Um. Or will Pisces, this sort of deluge of water, wash down the walls of Saturn? Or will Saturn bring rules and boundaries and rigidity to Pisces themes? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of which way is it going to go? It's almost like because Saturn isn't 
you know, it's not in a sign it's comfortable in, what's going to win? <laughs> will the walls and boundaries stay firm or will the, the water flood? Yeah, I mean, I it's interesting to sort of look back, um, you know, 20, 28 years, I guess it would be last time Saturn was in Pisces. So yeah. I, individually, that's a really worthwhile to do that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the speaking as a person, I am born with Saturn in Pisces. Yeah. Among everything else in my chart. And one of the things that I find useful for myself is not to think about myself having these ba- rigid boundaries, but to have a strong core mm. to keep that. Because I think that the image for me, in a way, that one of the images that really works is a, is a, sea turtle swimming in an ocean so the sea turtle itself is a little is a very very old old thing because saturn is also about age isn't it it's about age and wisdom about being very very old as a sea turtle is lives for a very very long time and it has this very rigid shell like a saturnian shell but it but it's its own thing within this ocean it float it floats and swims in this vast ocean and it's at one with the ocean. Mm. So it's it's both, wow, now I'm going really metaphysical, but it's both also on one level very large. So it is the ocean. You're part of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Also at your core, you're very strong. Mm. So it's a matter. Of, and Saturn is, the, I think one of the reasons I'm going quite metaphysical is because Saturn in Pisces is also about the priesthood. It's also about um the uh thinking um metaphysically i think and having some structure to your metaphysical meditations you know so you may a lot of people may find some way that works for them some system that works for them that gets you closer to god or closer to opening up yeah which I think, I mean, you know, you talked about that very beautifully, but I think there's, we can all already sort of see this coming. I think there's, you know, like psychedelic drugs, uh, suddenly there's, you know, they're, they're really being, they're foreground, that's being seen as um, really useful for dealing with trauma. Um, also, you know, things like CBD oil. I think there will be a lot of these, these different ways of um, healing and, and, accessing um different aspects of the the metaphysical are going to be more regulated with saturn coming into pisces as well well. that's that's also been and this is the other thing that's so fascinating about this tour of saturn through pisces so all of that psychedelic stuff has been growing and you know how people have been uh getting to god I need to think of a better way of putting that because I've used that term God a lot, but getting to the numinous, getting to the other world, mm. how they've finding been reaching out. It's about finding soul and spirit, isn't it? You- how they've been becoming part of the world's soul, mm. you know, reaching that has really expanded with Neptune and Pisces. Yeah. You know, this is what Neptune and Pisces is really one of the things for a lot of people. There has been a huge resurgence of spirituality. Um, and that's been very collective experience for many, many, many people around the yeah. globe of this kind of spirituality, which is not the Sagittarian kind, mm. uh, but it's it's a Piscean kind, which is um, borderless. 
And now Saturn comes into that to mm-hmm. see Neptune out of Pisces. So this is the end game for Neptune and Pisces as well when Saturn comes in. And these two are going to be working together mm-hmm. as we leave, at, you know, for the next two years, really. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right. Maybe there will be more regulation of the stuff that uh, people have been doing. That may be right. Or there may be kind of more evidence about it. You yeah. know, people, there may be sort of more real evidence or it may become part of the established way of things. Yeah. They're all going to be dropping acid in the local church. I hope so. <laughs> Um, but you know, that's, that is, it's really interesting whether I'm not sure how I feel about it when the establishment comes to start organizing these things of Pisces, it yeah. can, not always a kind of, uh, it's not always a sort of positive thing, is it? Well, no, cause then it, it can sometimes end up turning into more of a cult, can't it? That's the other thing. Um, and, and, you know, you have to watch for that always, um, yeah. You know, this because Pisces does um it can delude as well, can't it? You know, there's there's a delusion there, not seeing things for, for what's true. So, you know, with Saturn moving into Pisces, there is going to be this real, is this reality, is this not, you know, and having to sort of navigate your way through that as well, I think. Yeah, and there will be these there will be gurus trying to control the situation trying to take control yeah. of you take know advantage of, of yeah yeah, yeah. And trying to get their you know put put their rules on this mm-hmm. um yeah the the other thing that i'd like to see um come out of saturn's move into pisces is cleaning up the blooming seas and rivers do you know what i mean there's that's that's gone very toxic so whether saturn will bring new laws about you know what gets pumped into the seas whether there's going to be you know new um i think that how is the sea going to play a key role with saturn there what's going to be excavated from the sea or how are we going to use the sea i mean it's vast isn't it the sea the water in this in this world so saturn's moving to pisces how's that going to be ordered somehow or or manifested what what are we going to be seeing from the sea yeah, it's really interesting how in the past like 10 years we've had these sort of um mammoth um cruise ships have become yeah. a, um these great big structures, these engineering, these feats of engineering, this sort of speaking of whales, um, these giant things have been a kind of manifestation, a sort of physical manifestation, a very obvious manifestation of you know our own pol- frankly polluting, they're incredibly polluting things. They, they, um, I know a lot of people really enjoy them, but they're, and to me, they're not a sort of Pisces thing at all. They're quite an Aquarian thing, actually, because they're this big feats of engineering and big groups of people who are often, you know, it's often like a cruise that's, uh, revolved around a, a a joint interest, you know, Mm. whether it's like a rockabilly cruise or whatever, or a horror cruise, a Lovecraft, an HP Lovecraft cruise. God, that would be freaky, wouldn't it? um coming out of the waves um yes so that's interesting that those have become come under a lot of criticism and been confined during this um while saturn's been in aquarius 
what's going to happen next? Are we going to clean up the seas or is it going to be, you know? Yeah, or there's going to be, you know, you can't go here anymore. Stop. <laughs> Sat in places. Yeah. Because there's, there's, I mean, with Venice and places like that, there's already huge criticism against these massive cruise liners coming into these old places as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Saturn in Pisces, it is about creating these right rules, isn't it? Putting rules in place that, that benefit the sea and benefit, um, again, the sea and earth, land and water. I mean, just Uranus and Taurus and Saturn in Pisces. There needs to be more yeah. rules and regulations around it. So and should we have a Uranus and Taurus and Saturn and Pisces are in very good, nice aspect to each other, just to point that out. They work together. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a lovely, a lovely sextile mm. uh, aspect. So there's no reason that there shouldn't be <sighs> some better rules. Well, um, and maybe that will all kind of start to come in the second year when Saturn's in Pisces, because then Jupiter is also in Taurus alongside Uranus. And then connecting, that might be when these things really start to come into being or really open up when you've got Jupiter there as well. Land and water, Taurus and Pisces. Mm. Um, shall I put the full moon up then? Yes, because it's the same that moves into Pisces. So, you know, how fantastic to have a, a full moon on that day, really shining a light on this 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 major epic change, actually. I mean, there's, you know, there's March is the big month of 2023 and Saturn's move into Pisces is part of this. It's the first major shift. Yeah. The second major shift, just so you know, is Pluto moving into Aquarius, but that doesn't happen until um, the second part of the month. So we'll be talking about that in the next podcast. Yeah. Um, But this one, the major move is this shift of Saturn into Pisces. And it, yeah. it feels so major also not just because it's the end, because Pisces is the end sign, yeah. you know, so it means that Saturn has done a whole tour of the entire Zodiac over the last 28 years. And now it's in this last bit mm-hmm. uh, before starting again when it goes into Aries in a few years time. So mm-hmm. again, it's all about the sense of like finishing some stuff off, coming to the end of a very long cycle within these smaller cycles. Mm. Mm. and it's during i mean it's so interesting the full moon you know takes place on march the 7th and saturn's at 29 aquarius 59 and literally one hour later saturn will have moved into pisces so you get this full moon with the sun in pisces the moon in virgo and saturn just on the verge of changing star sign it does feel incredibly pivotal it would be interesting to see you know, there's there's what's in the news on or around this full moon in March, um, because that might give us some pointers as well as to what what is going to be important first of all as Saturn moves into Pisces. Um, also, the media. You know, it's about Pisces is the star sign of the media as well. So, what's that going to mean um, for the media? And you know, there's there's already we have this kind of what's true, what's not in the media, and, and what's going to happen with Saturn's move into Pisces as well. More regulation, I possibly. Yeah. You know, whether the regulation will lead to more truth is another question. Mm-hmm. But certainly I think that there may be some more regulation and more restrictions 
Um, so you may, again, you know, you have to pay for certain things online, but there may be more things that you have to pay for. Yeah. With your media consumption. Um, or you may not, you may have less access somehow. Mm. Because at the moment we just have this stream of Neptune and Pisces stuff coming at us with very little kind of, you know, there's hardly any filter. Yeah. Um, but what about this full moon then? I mean, obviously it's important for Virgo and Pisces. It's important because, you know, for Virgo, it's, it's your, it's your full moon of the year. Um, so it's a, it's, this is the earth and the water, isn't it? It's the connection, the earthy Virgo moon, the watery Pisces sun, yeah. look at each other across the night sky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for both those star signs, I mean, it's, it's about how you see yourself within relationships. It's about your relationship with the other. Um, you know, and I always think with full moons, you know, because the light of the moon is so bright, it's a, an ideal time to to trust your intuition, tap into, find that balance of head and heart as well, and make key decisions on this full moon. I think it's a really good full moon for, for getting decisive. Mm. Um, also, what's interesting, I mean, the the kind of main aspect is a square to Mars in Gemini. So it's a little bit wide. It's at 21 Mars, but you know, there is that square to Mars. Yeah. I would count that because then of course the moon goes on and will definitely square Mars in a few hours time, you know, so it's pulling that Mars in. And also, I mean, it's interesting to bring up this Mars, right? The Mars in Gemini, because of course it's been in Gemini forever since last, the end of last August. And then it went retrograde, and now it's beginning to crawl. It's coming out of the shadow now. I yeah, it's the, still not. It's, it isn't out of the shadow by this full moon. <laughs> no, shadow is twenty five degrees, I think, and the full at the full moon it's twenty one. Yeah, um, or it's around that, isn't it? But things are moving forward now. All the planets are in direct motion, mm-hmm. um, and this full moon seems to me may trigger something that is connected with that long um, transit of Mars through Gemini. So for Gemini's, obviously there's something in here, maybe about the family or about, uh, you know, that your home or, or something that you're going to need to take action on mm. or about being decisive. I think I feel this is quite a, I agree with you. I think it could be quite decisive for certain signs this full moon or may shine a light on a decision that you've been unable to make. You've been balancing some options, you know, you've been weighing up some um, things that may seem in conflict, but this full moon may actually kind of help you to focus on, especially for Gemini, actually on where you're going next, you Mm -hmm. know, because Mm -hmm. the sun is lighting up the mid heaven it's lighting up the future for you. Yeah. And it also, the other thing that makes me think of is that, you know, this could be the time to get angry. You know, if you're fed up with a situation that's not moving anywhere, this could be the time to speak up with that Mars in Gemini um, and say enough is enough. You know, you need to crack on and do something. Um, So there could be a sort of trigger of anger or a catalyst. Something happens at this full moon that kind of opens those floodgates in a way. Or 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 a, a row that has been ongoing, yeah. which, because there's something that's been, you know, the red planet has been in Gemini for a really long time, and mm. there have been words have been flying 
for some people around. And this brings it to some kind of emotional climax, I think. Um, As you say, we're still in the shadow. We're still in this sort of slightly mucky place with that Mars and Gemini. Yeah. And just just to add that, you know, this happens on March the 7th, but there's this little period in the month, 15th to 17th of March, when, I mean, that's actually when Mars is out of its shadow phase. It gets to 25. Um, But at the same time, it's that's when it squares the sun around that period. There's, the sun is conjunct Mercury, Neptune's pulled in, there's a Mars square Neptune. It's kind of like what's building during this full moon perfects, those aspects perfect with the sun and Mercury. Um, it actually looks It could be quite stressful, I think, for certain people. I mean, because that, it's a square aspect, right? Yeah. So, you know, something may be coming to a head, especially, I think, for Geminis, you know, stuff that's been brewing all this time bursts forth um, or for Sagittarians as well. Something bursts out that has been brewing and that has been or or festering would be another way of putting it. And the words come spilling out. Um, You know, it's like um, you've been building up to some kind of warfare and now you the the guns the gun you know now you're shooting the shooting begins mm. um, so i would be you know it's that's the sort of negative side of that the positive side is that you have been working on some incredible writing project and now's the time to release it you know yeah. Yeah. so it depends how this energy has been working for you hopefully it's just words because it's gemini yeah yeah and it does it's very creative as well Mm. Um, you know, it, it kind of makes me think of um, something going viral or, you know, being being shared a lot during mm. this this period. Um, and Pisces is, you know, there's a creative aspect to Pisces. It's the, the realm of the imagination as well. So mm. it's, you know, it's really channeling communication and words in a way that could be quite beautiful and touch people and, um, you know, has an emotional appeal as well. So, yeah, let, I mean, there may be some great writing or art or music that, that's born under this as well, that comes to light, um, a new voice. Yeah, or or is just working away in the, in the shadows and will come to light later, you know. Yeah. But it feels like I like that. I, I actually quite like this full moon, even though there's like a tension to it. Mm. Um, you know, because it feels like something is like coming out you know, that has been held back or held in for a long time. And it's to do with that Mars. Um, yeah. And also thinking, I mean, the Mars moves, will leave Gemini, but not again, not till the second part of the month. Um, and we'll discuss that in the next podcast, but it is, has been a very, very important transit, this Mars through Gemini and the Mars retrograde um, has been, um you know i've really noticed that mars retrograde a lot yeah yeah no it was really powerful yeah i can feel also as well with this you know there's there's um this full moon is saying okay saturn you're coming into pisces but not you know not yet (laughs) yeah 
it's you know with this this mercury the communication and the sun shining bright on neptune uh, on pisces and then neptune there as well it's like they're sort of running away with all um that flow and boundlessness of pisces whether it's creative or spiritual and they're not letting saturn catch up just yet it's kind of not yet let us do our thing <laughs> let us flow out into the world <laughs> And the sun is actually just making a pretty nice sextile to Uranus again, speaking of freedom, that burst of freedom. Yeah. Um, yes. Just before Saturn comes in. Mm. Mm. So really interesting. It's an interesting month, isn't it? Because you can sense these themes of endings and beginnings. What What is coming to an end? What are you ready to sort of release, let go of? And, and it's, it's all shifting. I mean, the one thing I would say is, you know, stay light on your feet. Yeah. Everything's changing. Um, you know, there's it's not it's not a time of certainties, but it is a time to move forward. Yeah. Even if you're uncertain and you can't be, you know, no one can be absolutely certain, even astrologers about the future. Um, and if they tell you that they know exactly what's going to happen, then they're lying. But we can give you this is a weather report, you know, it's not um a precise forecast, is it? Yeah. It's not a precise prediction in a way. It's a weather report of what the weather is like. And the weather is is move forward with as fast as you can because everything is going to be moving forward fast in yeah. this month because all the planets are direct. Most are moving quite quickly, except for Mars, which is still going slowly. Um but be ready to change, change and adapt as you go along. Yeah. As other people's stuff is also moving forward quickly and there are change, events are changing. They, you know, there's the events are happening rapidly. Yeah. It's, I think it's a really good time to experiment and explore, see what works, what doesn't. Just keep trying different routes, which open up in front of you, which are kind of, you know, which are, where you come to a dead end it's a real time to yeah to i, I like that be light on your feet definitely mm, yeah and i like the word experiment because actually what an experiment it, being experimental means that you may actually try something that may be terrible um but it's fine because things are moving forward so quickly you can just drop that and move right on to the next thing you know so feel feel like you know be free yeah um Cool. So I think kind of time-wise, we're probably nearly there, Christina. Yeah, I think we need to stop. See, uh, next month, uh, you know, next month's podcast has also got a lot going on. So, um, uh, you know, meanwhile, have a great time, guys. See you then. Yeah, look forward to it. Enjoy, enjoy Pisces month and we'll see you on the equinox. Take care. See you then. Bye.